Hey guys, this is Gaz Singh for Behind the Gloves. It's a really short clip, but just to let you know, February 20, 2021, it's been confirmed via the man himself, Floyd Mayweather, will be fighting uh, YouTube sensation Logan Paul. <sighs> Drop a comment below. This is breaking news. Drop a comment below and let us know what you're thinking. Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you do so by clicking this icon right here, or else. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. This is something that comes along every now and then in generation, and it's special. What do you think about Mayweather fighting Logan Paul? Load of bollocks, mate. What? Load of bollocks, mate. I said, load of bollocks, mate. I don't think I'd even pay to watch that one. Like McGregor, uh, Mayweather, I, I watched. I was. I felt like I knew the result beforehand, but I was I was still intrigued because McGregor is a, a great fighter and what he does. But Logan Paul, I don't know the fellow, probably a really nice bloke, but why? <laughs> just a load of bollocks, isn't it? I don't even want to expand on a load of bollocks, to be honest. I think I just want to leave it there because it's just a load of bollocks. I don't even want to... McGregor Pacquiao is a farce as well, if we're going to have it right, if we're going to talk about bollocks. We might as well talk about all the bollocks. McGregor Pacquiao is a load of shite as well. But um, money talks, and um, McGregor Pacquiao looks like it's gonna happen, doesn't it? Obviously, McGregor's got that left hand, you know what I mean? So dangerous, isn't it? But um, he is fucking dangerous as well. But not to be one of the best fighters of all time. Do you do you band them together? I was talking to Carl Frotch the other day, and he yeah. views Pacquiao McGregor in the same way as he views Mayweather fighting Logan Paul exactly the same way. Uh, uh, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. The thing is, I'm under no illusion, right? You know, if I had a fight with, um, not even Khabib, what's Khabib, what's he weigh, 11, 12 stone max? Let's pick someone else. Give me a flyaway from the flyaway uh, UFC champion. He would fuck me up. Do you know what I mean? Me and him are not going to fuck me up in about 10 seconds. He grabbed my leg and fucking twist it seven ways from Sunday. Six ways even, it's not seven, it's only six. But it's the same. How's McGregor gonna beat Pacquiao? It's just, it's just an impossibility. It's just, it's just this, I'm sorry, but it is, you know? It makes me quite sad to think about it. It's, um, I don't know. You know what, them fighting don't make me sad. People telling me McGregor, could have beat me over when the people who say that to me it just make me really sad. I used to look at them and go, I'm friends with a fucking idiot. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I used to think my friends with a fucking moron. But um is what it is, isn't it? I just think if I'm McGregor and I've got like whatever like half a billion pounds of his whiskey and he's fighting, why would you want to do it? Why? If if I got half a million quid you'd never see me again. Never mind fucking five hundred half a billion. Give me five hundred grand, you never see me again. Never, ever. Never. 
never ever seen me again, I swear. This is something that comes along every now and then in generation, and it's special. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul is being talked about and I think, I think it's fun, it's a fun fight. So obviously there's only going to be one winner. You've got one of the best fighters in the history of boxing versus, you know, a, a YouTuber. You know, I know Logan Ball has had a boxing match against another YouTuber, um, KSI, and he lost the fight. So you've got one guy who's had one professional fight and lost it versus someone who's had, I don't know, 50 fights, 50, 51 fights, unbeaten, never lost. There's one winner, but it gets the, the YouTube fans involved in boxing, gets them tuned in. If this can bring another 10, 10 million boxing fans into the boxing sphere, bring it on, I'm, I'm all for it. But I wouldn't be betting much money on Logan Paul lasting 12 rounds, put it that way. Is it bad for boxing? No, but Floyd Mayweather does what he wants. His last fight was against uh, you know, Conor McGregor, who's a UFC fighter. So no, I, I just think it's fun. I think it gets people talking. And you know, I don't think he, it makes no sense for him at his age to be fighting some 21 year old killer. It's like, what's the point? I, would, I wouldn't want to see that. I wouldn't want to see it. I don't mind watching Flo Mayweather fight baseball players or YouTubers. I wouldn't want to see Mayweather fighting someone young, 22, undefeated, champion. I'm like, why? What's the point? The only thing that's going to happen is because they're younger and fresher and Mayweather may have slowed down a fraction, he may lose. I don't like seeing my heroes. I remember Roy Jones, the only reason he lost to the fighters he lost to is because he got a little old. Same thing with Sugar Shane Mosley. He would, he would lose against guys that wouldn't even be good enough to be his sparring partner when they were in their prime. And I hate seeing that. I really don't like seeing that. So I don't, I don't mind Mayweather fighting as long as it isn't against someone who has a chance of winning. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. This is something that comes along every now and then in generation and it's special. Razavan, if IFL TV in association with MTK Global, with me on Zoom today, my man, Mr. Sam Jones. Sam, happy Sunday. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm great, great. Thank you for jumping on. Give me a little bit of your time. Uh, today, Sam, there's a lot happening in boxing at the moment. Firstly, how's the week been since you successfully defeated uh, Daniel Devon? I mean by a team, obviously, as a result. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's just been. I, I'm, st I'm busy, mate. Like, I, it's, I've not really had. I've watched the fight back a couple of times because obviously, uh, it's great to watch. It's great to always watch it back. Um, but yeah, I'm busy. So I've got, got a lot of stuff. Uh, myself and the team have got a lot of, a uh, lot of things going on at the moment. So it's really, really exciting. Joe's relaxing in Dubai, well earned break, and, and uh, uh, hopefully he'll be in a in a big fight come early April. 
I just want to just touch on, uh, obviously, news broke yesterday. Frank Warren, obviously, uh, I'm sure you've seen the interview on IFL where he's talked about the report that came out and the doctor said that if Dubois basically continued, he would have gone blind for life, potentially ending his career. Now, I know you're one of those people that came out and said, listen, give credit where credit is due. Let's not look at the injury itself because it was caused by the work of Joe Joyce. And obviously, you sent your well wishes to Dubois as well. But just going now that we have received the report and the facts are clear, you know, do other people in the background, fighters, promoters, managers, whoever they are, who were the whole week criticizing Dubois, have to take a bit of responsibility and say, Whoa, I got it wrong? Uh, listen, it's, everyone's entitled to their opinion. It's an opinion sport, isn't it? It's an opinion, it's an opinion sport, and it always will be. Daniel Dubois did what... Listen, the fight was only going one way. Joe, the, the whole game plan was to dictate, was to win the, 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 the battle of the jabs and to stop him uh, in the last three rounds. That was, that was always the game plan. And it was only going one way. And look, he's 23. Uh, he's 23 years old. He'll come back, but time to concentrate on the winner now, which is Joe Joyce. It's not a coincidence what happened to Dubois, uh, sadly. It's not a coincidence. Joe's done it to Ian Lewison, Stiverne, and now Dubois. So it's, it's not a coincidence of Joe breaking bones in people's faces, essentially. It's, not a co it's just not a coincidence. Joe's, got a, a, Joe's very, very heavy-handed. Although it may not seem it the way, the way his style is, but Joe has... If you ask anybody that's been in the ring with him, he has got some... He's, he's, he's incredibly heavy-handed. Frank confirmed that Joe signed, uh, signed an extension to his agreement with himself and, and Queensbury. Can you just comment on that? Is that, is that true? It's, it, it was, a, um, from my understanding, there's a few month extension, but to be honest, that's something that Adam and the team deals and the, and the, and the Adam and the team deals with. So you, you're best off asking Adam about stuff like that. So he's, uh, he's the man for the, for the contracts. Are you now looking at your eyes focus on, on next Saturday, anti-Joshua returns, Kubrat Pulev? We're not sure what the WBO are going to do. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you know what they're going to do. Are they going to call for an immediate mandatory with Usyk? Yeah, are they going to corner? Yeah, they are. They are. They are I've, I've, this is exactly what I spoke to Frank yesterday. My, own, our, my understanding is that they are going to call the mandatory instantly. So, Selfishly, we hope Anthony vacates um, because, look, even I'm not even saying this on a selfish point of view for Joe. I'm saying it as a boxing fan. I don't want to see Joshua against Usyk. I want to see Joshua against Tyson Fury along with the rest of the world. And I don't particularly care what belts are on the line. It, it doesn't matter if they're, they're boxing for, 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 for no belts. People consider those two boys the, the, the premier heavyweights. So that, that's the fight that the, the fans and they want to see, I'm speaking as a fan, I want to see that fight. And obviously that's great for, great news for Joe, as, as, as uh, I would like to think. It's not a foregone conclusion, but I would like to think that we would get the fight with Usyk for the, for the vacant belt. Is that the target with Usyk for the vacant belt? Is that the goal? Yeah. Listen, you can't, no one can question Joe anymore. Joe will fight anybody. But yeah, of course, that's, that's the fight that, that, we, all, that, we, that we want. We, it's, a, it's a great fight. It's an intriguing fight. It's a rematch in the WSB. Usyk got the better of Joe in the WSB. Like we believe it's a different fight in the pros. 12 rounds, small gloves. And um, you'll see a different Joe Joyce in that fight uh, than you saw the one that faced Dubois. Because uh, Usyk requires a completely different tactic and style to, to, to beat him but we believe we believe Joe's got the beating of him 
Worst case scenario, if, if anti-Joshua does get to fight Tyson Fury for the undisputed clash, uh, would you then consider Usyk for, for, without, for a fight without the belt? Yeah, um, Usyk wouldn't consider fighting Joe without a belt on the line. There's no, there's no way. You're not fighting Joe Joyce unless it's for a reason, even now. But um, would we? No, it, it's, it, the fight doesn't really make sense without the belt on the line, doesn't it? It, it doesn't really make sense. But we will fight whoever the. As I said, I've put loads of polls on in the press and said, like, who does the fans want to see Joe fight? And whoever wins those polls, I have every intention of trying to make that fight because that it's a fans it's a fan sport and Joe's all about just giving the fans what they want. So we will do a we will we will do a we will ask the fans who they want this want to see Joe fights. But what he won't do, he won't sit on the sidelines and wait because it, 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 he's, he's Joe isn't like that. Joe wants to fight and Joe will be out in April. Yesterday, Anthony Yard, Lyndon Arthur, um, how did you score the fight initially? Do you know what, right? I was scoring the fight really harshly against Arthur because of the fact that he's on... I know it's a neutral show, but it's kind of not because Anthony, same as Joe and Debar. Uh, Debar's the, 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 the home guy, and that's just the way it is. And then Lyndon Arthur, is, even though he was the champion, he was the away fighter. So I, all the close rounds, which they were all close, but I was the, the really close rounds I was giving to, to Yard because I thought... This is the way. But I thought, if I'm honest, I thought Lyndon Arthur controlled the fight with his jab. Um, I thought if anybody deserved the nod, it would have been Arthur. But I did actually score it a draw. We obviously saw Anthony Yard wasn't happy at the end. Uh, rightfully so, he lost the fight. Uh, but could you understand his frustration? He felt like he was more conclusive in his power punching, in his come forward uh, attacks, etc. Did you know what? With, with Anthony, um, his frustration shouldn't have been at the result. It should have been, like, to be honest, in my opinion, his, his own performance because I think that he should have pushed the fight more. He sh look what he did in round 12. Like, he, he was fantastic in round 12. Why didn't he do that earlier? Why didn't, why didn't he push the fight earlier? Like, and it, it, the result probably could have, been, could have been different, but jabs are scoring punches. You can't say jabs aren't scoring punches. It is a scoring punch. And Lyndon Arthur controlled the fight, and as I say, if anybody deserved the nod in that fight, in my opinion, it would have been it, it should have been Lyndon. But if the judges would have given it slightly to Yard, I wouldn't have had really a problem with it because it was it was a close fight. But that one seventeen one eleven scorecard, nobody beat anybody one seventeen one eleven. It, it wasn't Yard didn't beat Lyndon by that amount, and Lyndon didn't beat Yard by that amount. I don't understand how anybody can come up with a scorecard like that I, I I don't but it's the world we live in isn't it so but listen Yard needs to come back strong he's had a horrible year like the loss of his family members I mean that you can't unimaginable pain that he's been in with that so maybe that had a part to play I don't know I don't know Anthony personally I've met him a, a good few times he's a great really great guy um, and I wish him all the best I want it because he's a super talent he's a really really good talent so I hope he fulfills all his potential but I thought the, the the cause of robbery were way off, way, way off. I thought it was a very close fight, one that Lyndon Arthur was, he was the boss in there with the, with the jab. He got the, yes, Yard probably landed the more eye-catching shots, but there wasn't enough of them. Lyndon was popping his head constantly, like he was just pinging him for, for 12 rounds. The only round that Lyndon conclusively lost was the 12th round. Sam, we live in this Floyd Mayweather era where the zero is so protected by fighters. And when fighters do go into these 
50-50 fights, like we saw last week with Dubois Joyce, like we saw yesterday with Arthur and Yard, fans are just too critical. Anthony Yard obviously hasn't had a, a great amateur career. He's relatively still learning on the job in the professional ranks, and he's got a hell of a career still to come. Does he need to just keep his head up, ignore the criticism? Because unfortunately, we live in this world where that's always going to be there. Um, yeah, listen, the, the, this is, I, said, I said the other day, like, people should take risks. Look what Joe did, Lyndon did, like, like, like put it on the line, put it on the line, because it's, it, there's, a part, there's, there's big rewards in boxing if you get there. Now, look, Lind, look where Lyndon is, look where Joe is. It's, uh, people should look, look to people like Lyndon and Joe and think, I'm going to do that get involved in 50-50s. And listen, credit to Frank Warren. Credit to Frank Warren because he's put on these shows and they are 50-50, these 50-50 shows because you don't see a lot of it in boxing. So, so credit does have to be, to be given to Frank there because he didn't have to put his, his top boys in with Lyndon Arthur and Joe. Someone yeah, you... Anthony, 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 of course he can come back. He's a, he's a star. Like he's a proper star, but he can't say, oh, robbery. Like That's just my opinion. He can't just say, oh, no, I was robbed. No, you wasn't robbed. You, you, you have to make adjustments. Like, like, and, and I didn't feel he did make the adjustments until the last round, and it was too late, in my opinion. Sam, like you said, we've had, a, we've had an awful 2020. Uh, hopefully, good news is fans are back from next week. Uh, we also were hoping Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren are going to have this nice little dinner and lunch and, and get some big fights made together and work together. It looks like that's not going to happen. We saw Eddie's comments about Dubois. Uh, we saw Frank Warren... I'll sit in the middle of it. I'll referee it. They should meet, and I'll sit in the middle of it. And I'll record it. How's that? And you can record it, yeah. Uh, Frank mentioned this week, a couple of days ago, Eddie's a moron for what he said about Dubois. He needs to apologise. Eddie's come back and said, well, you know, he just, he's just thinking about me all the time. Do these two need to just realise it's about the fighters? Can we not just get together? It's about... I think the they do realise, listen, it is about the fighters at the end of the day. It's just the fact that... They're never, ever going to be sending each other Christmas cards, are they? But I think that if they work together, the better the sport can be because it's... Uh, the, the, listen, if them two work, work together, the, 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 the better the fights will be. Like, is there some crossover fights? I mean, some of the crossover fights are probably out the window now because I think Yard, Yard got beat. So the, 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 people, the fans wanted to see Yard, but actually, but that fight's a way off now because... People might want to see Lyndon Arthur against Boatsy now. So look, hope, hopefully they can uh, squash their, uh, their their beef for the good of the sport. But I can't see it happening anytime soon. And uh, if they do go for dinner, I just want to be there when it happens with my popcorn and my three D glasses. <laughs> we'll all like to be there. Let's hope that happens. Uh, Sam, always a pleasure, my man. Thank you so much for jumping on this afternoon for a few minutes. Uh, and yeah, we'll we'll catch up with you hopefully uh, before the end end of the year. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. Take Sam care. IFL TV, thank you very much. This is something that comes along every now and then in generation, and it's special. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt.
This is Andy Perron for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. And I'm delighted to be joined by the savage Alan Babich over Zoom. Alan, first and foremost, how are you? Very good, very good, brother. Always good talking to you and all you guys. We, we are all good. Um, it's good to catch up with you as well, mate. Um, a lot of boxing to talk about. A big heavyweight night of boxing coming up this coming weekend. But before we come on to that, just to reflect on and to come back to yourself. Have you got any update with regards to sorting and finalising an opponent for what you said you wanted to you wanted to get out on the white Pavekin 2 card in January? Have you got anything kind of secured as of yet? Well, I think I think I, I am secure. You know, it's Dillian White's undercard and I'm always fighting on his undercard. You know, I love that the most. So I think I didn't ask too many questions. You know, he just said, you want to fight? Then yeah, I said okay, so we are, we are just uh, I, I just stand on that, you know. I don't I don't have anything uh, new, you know. I still don't know the opponent. I hope Nick Webb is gonna take it. You know, I think they're asking him for the fight, but let's see. You know, it's a savage. So, you know, it's, anything has happened. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you. Last time we spoke, you mentioned Nick Webb amongst a couple of names that you would be interested and in, you'd like to fight next. What are your thoughts? Do you feel that Nick will take the fight and face you next, or do you think it's looking like it may be somebody else? Well, I think he doesn't like the fight. You know, I think he wants the fight because I beat up my six guys in two rounds. You know, so it's tough to like a fight with me. You know, but uh, I think he's a little, a little, uh, a little better than Tom Little. So I think this is the same kind of stuff. You know, so I'll just. I just have have to go through these guys in order to get to the bigger guys, you know. So I think he's next because he's like he's a good ranking and he has a very good fan base in Britain, you know. He's a good domestic fighter, so I would really like to go to a war with Nick Nick Webb, you know? and I hope he's gonna take the fight. If he doesn't, it's gonna be on him, you know. Alan, moving forwards into 2021, have you got? an idea as to what you would like to achieve? Are you looking at certain titles or anything uh, moving into next year? Well, listen, Dillian White and my coach and my managers, they take care of this stuff. You know, who am I to take care of the title? I don't know nothing about it. You know, I just know how to fight. And I'm, I'm in it for the fight, really. I'm in it for the fight and uh, I'm living the dream every day. Every day I'm living the dream, you know, since I started boxing, uh, one year ago, so I started professionally. So I'm just enjoying the path, you know. I'm not gonna worry about some titles. Titles mean nothing to me, you know. They're gonna come eventually, you know. They, they can't not come. In like few fights, I'm gonna be top 20 in the world, so they gotta come, you know. But I don't worry about that one percent. Alan, just to touch on Dillian, how is he doing at the minute? I've seen training camp for that Pavetkin rematch. Yeah, it's good. We kind of lost touch because we are resting, both of us. You know, it was a stressful year. You know, it was a stressful few months. I had three fights in three months. We were we were on the line all the time. You know, so I, I see more Dillian White than my girlfriend. You know, so so right now we're just you know taking a rest uh, each each one of us and with their own families and stuff. You know, but I'm sure it's very soon we're gonna get online. Again, you know, and work up towards the fight. 
Alan, originally they were scheduled to fight in November for that second time. Unfortunately, Alexander tested positive for COVID. Um, now they're looking at January. Do you feel that will suit Dillian better just to have had a bit more time away to work on things and to kind of maybe rest a little bit more on the back of what was a heavy knockdown from Alexander? Yeah, well, it will it'll serve them both, you know, because Alexander also took a lot of punishment, you know, so I think you're going to see a better fight overall, you know, all the, both of them are going to be better, because that November fight was way too early, you know, and you you can't, I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, you can't, I, I won my fight in three rounds, but I'm still not good, you know, to go to the second fight, and when you lose a fight or when, you, when you're in a tough fight, it takes you twice as much, you know, Three times as much, so it's good for him just to rest, you know, eat some junk food, you know, fill up body with, with with that kind of stuff, you know, so he can train. You need something, you need energy, you know. And last last three months, I I lost all my energy. You know, I still can't train. You know, I want to train, but my body just says no. Fuck it, you know, you're not training, <laughs> and I'm just not training. So I'm just waiting for that spark to come back. You know, I I, I feel it coming. So in about ten days, I'm gonna be back in full training. You know? And there's the same with Dylan. You can't just train all the time. You know, he trains like a monster. You know? He trained way too hard for the fight. If you ask for me, you know. And now the body needs the rest. You know, nobody understands that the rest is way more important than the training. You know, that's why I'm, I'm different. They know these guys. They just train all day and all. I don't know why they do it. You know, I enjoy my training. I enjoy my resting. Alan, what's your training schedule going to be like over the Christmas period? Will you will you be kind of sticking to a strict diet, or will you be allowing allowing yourself to enjoy um, a different side to life that you haven't been able to when you are in training camp? Really, like I told you, I'm much. Different. I never have a strict diet. I never in my life. You know, I just don't want that. I think. If you went, if you go into the ring with that strict diet, you know, with that plants and stuff, the wolves are gonna eat you. You know, don't do that. I'm a fucking wolf. You know, I don't do when you tell me don't eat, don't eat, I don't do that. When you tell me don't eat, I'm gonna eat twice as as, as much. Yesterday I ate pancakes. I don't fucking care. You know? I just don't care. And that is my that is my mentality. It always has been. That's why I'm here when I am. You know. That's what bring me here because I don't listen to nobody. I don't, I don't like the kind of stuff when uh, you know those those CrossFit trainers, like they put something around your waist and you run. And, uh, why the fuck you do that? You know, <laughs> nobody's gonna do that. I'm not. I'm not. A, you know, I'm not a beef. You know, <laughs> so yeah, I'm kind of different. I don't really look after my diet. I normally. Uh, it is a, sp a sport diet, you know. I know how to eat. I'm in sports for 20 years, you know. I don't need nobody to tell me you can't eat this, you must eat this. No, I don't do that. So it's all the same to me, you know. But when the camp starts, like maybe, let's say, one month and a half, six, seven weeks, then I'm, I'm, I'm uh, on my own. I do that stuff because I want to do it, not because somebody tells me to, you know. I'm kind of crazy in the head, you know, but that's my way. Alan, let's move forward and let's touch on the big heavyweight card this coming weekend. Anthony Joshua returns to defend his titles against mandatory challenger Kubrat Pulev. Just break down and preview the fight for me, Alan. What are you expecting from it? Well, 
I maybe like you said before, there is something in the air, you know, Puller was great, Puller was great, and he's very experienced, so it's gonna be a walk in the park for him till the fight become fight became uh, begins, you know. And Joshua is a little bit younger, but also very experienced. But I expect a Joshua knockout. You know, I I I can't see it any other way. You know, Joshua proved us he can box, he can knock you out, he can defend, he can do everything. And Pulov is kind of on a downside of his career. His prime was ten years ago. You know, but I think he's gonna like like maybe maybe it was a fight like with Vladimir Klitschko and Pulov. No, I think Pulev is gonna go all went for all out for it, but Joshua's gonna pick him out. You know, that's my what I think. Is there a pressure on AJ to produce a, a stunning knockout to impress the fans? We saw him box brilliantly against Andy Ruiz in the rematch the last time he fought, but now is there a pressure for him to get back to what we've all been used to and seeing him knock out opponents? Uh, sorry, I didn't hear you. Somebody called me. Can you just? That's okay. um, is there is there a pressure on AJ Allen for him to get back to what we've been used to seeing in the past? For him being vicious, knocking out his his opponents. Last time we saw him fight, we saw him comprehensively outbox Andy Ruiz Jr. in their rematch. Do we need mm -hmm. to see him back to that kind of raw side and that more vicious side? As I say. Well, listen. I don't think Joshua has any pressure because he's 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 been in it like this on top of the level for so long, you know. I don't think, and he does what he does, you know. Listen, if Joshua comes to the ring, you know what you're going to expect. It's going to be something great, you know. So if he has pressure, I would advise him not to have it because he's the man. He beat the game. I, I always said he, uh, Joshua, Dillian White, Tyson Fury, they just need to show up. Even Tyson, he's like 55. He just needs to show up. Everything, everybody's happy, you know. So I don't, I don't really think he has that pressure, and that's why because he is a superstar, you know. And I think he, he has to live it. He gotta be aware of it, you know. And I think he's gonna deal with Puller. I think pretty easy, but like you said, there is something in the air with that Puller. But I would still put my money on Joshua. On the undercard, we see Huey Fury versus Marius Vac. Again, just your thoughts on it, Alan? Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be a eventful fight. You know, the boy, the both fight like on the back foot. You know, but Marius Vac was great against Dylan White. So let's just see what happens. I really don't know. I'm, but I'm not gonna look at that fight. I'm not gonna be waiting that fight. You know, I'm going to be waiting for Joshua fight, but uh, I don't know. Let's see. Huge Fury had some fights, boring fights, had some good fights, but I don't know. It's not, not my kind of fight. You know how I fight. You know? <laughs> I go, I have only one gear. Then they have thousands of gears and they can choose how to fight. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm not going to watch that fight. What about Martin Bacoli versus Sergo Kuzman? Alan, will you be watching that one? Yeah, yeah, that is a good fight. That is a good fight. Those are those are my potential uh, opponents in the next year, next two years. So of course, I'm gonna watch that fight. I think that's much much better fight than the huge Fury and the uh, Bach fight. I think there's gonna be maybe the best fight on the card. You know, let's see what happens. I, I like that Bakoli. He's good. And I like Kuzmi. He's a veteran of the game. So of course, I'm gonna be watching that fight. 
Who do you think wins? I think Bacoli. He has that 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 fire in his eyes, you know, like I do, you know. And uh, us two would make a great fight somewhere along the line, you know. He is better than me on the on the card, on the rankings and everything. But soon I'm gonna be there with those guys, you know. Alan, just want to touch on a couple of other things before I leave you to enjoy the rest of your day. Um, obviously, last time we spoke, it was on the back of Joe Joyce's victory over Daniel Dubois. Since then, uh, Frank Warren's released, kind of, or not released, but talked about uh, Daniel's eye injury and how he's fractured his sockets. He's talked about the medical report that's come out. What are your thoughts hearing that, hearing that and how Daniel fractured his eye sockets, like I say? Well, listen, I know he, he is, and I thought he is, I, I saw him, but I would, I would never quit. I, I would know I broke my fucking socket, I would never quit, you know, I don't know. He didn't quit, but it's hard. I just know I wouldn't do it. I can't say for anything else, you know, for anybody else. I can't speak in his name, you know. I think he made a good judgment. Because he's young, he has his whole career ahead of him. If he got punched two more times, his eyes could fall out, you know. Boxing was a hard game. But I would know that and I would still not not go down. I would still not surrender, you know. So I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough question for me, you know. Um, Alan, final thing. Next weekend we see Canelo versus Callum Smith. Just your thoughts on it, Alan. I know it's a fight you'll be watching. Yeah, of course. That's the fight I'm gonna be watching. Just, just a great fight, a great technical fight. But I also see Canelo winning because Canelo is something else. We are all great, but Canelo is fucking something else. You know, he lives in his own class. You know, he just destroyed everybody. You know, he just destroys people. And I think he picks them very careful. You know, it's not just like he's gonna fight anybody. I think he does a very good job of picking his opponents when they're at the, they're not best, you know, that they're average for for them, you know. So I think Canelo picked that fight good, and he's gonna win the fight also. I said that was the final thing. I've got one more thing I just want to touch on, Alan. Um, it's come out last night. Floyd Mayweather has announced he'll be facing Logan Paul next year. Just your thoughts on kind of one of the greatest stars of boxing going in with a YouTuber. Yeah, listen, 221 is going to be a shit year because it started shit, you know. I don't know, listen, I, Jake Paul is cute, you know, but he's 0-1. and one. And Floyd Mayweather is the greatest boxer of all time. It's 50-0, and 0, you know, it's crazy. Just put 50-0 versus 0-1. and 1. What the fuck? Oh, I don't know, it just gets me mad. But listen, Jake Paul did it. And... All respect to him, you know, but I don't know what to say. You know, I'm, I'm disappointed sometimes because there's so many guys working their ass off, you know. And now this Jake Paul comes and he talks like a boxer. That's what fucking aggravates me, you know. He talks like, oh, I'm gonna, who you gonna be to shut the fuck up? <laughs> you're not even a boxer, you know. You can't even call yourself a boxer, let alone you're gonna be Pacquiao. What did he say? You're gonna be married. You're fucking crazy. Why do you do that? You know, that's what aggravates me. If, if he shut up, he said, Listen, I'm a YouTuber, I want to make interesting fights. I would be, Yes, good, that's good. But don't talk like a boxer. Don't, brother. You, you didn't deserve it. You know, you didn't go through all of this shit we all went through. You know, you didn't go to, through the sewers. You know? He just, I don't know, he's a 
pretty boy, you know, I, I don't know what to say, but I don't know what to say. 221 is not going to be a good year. Well, yeah. and hopefully it's better than 2020 for all of us. Um, it's been uh, a pleasure to catch up with you, Alan. Obviously, stay safe, and I'll hopefully see you in the new year. Um, before I let you go, final message to the Savage Army. What would you like to say to them? I love my Savage Army. I just started doing some humanitarian work, you know, in my country, and the Savage Army is vast. You know, we are helping a lot of people. And all of you, I can't wait for all of you to go back to the stadiums, to the fights, you know, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, break down and cry, you know, when I see my fucking Savage Army filling up the stadiums, you know, we're gonna do mayhem, brother, we're gonna do fucking all, uh, can't wait, can't wait, that's what I live for, I live for that moment, you know, to see my Savage Army, at least 10 of them, I don't need much, uh, and I want 10 of my fucking soldiers, you know, by being louder than everybody else, you know, so it's gonna be crazy. Would be crazy, brothers. Alan, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you. Like I say, stay safe, and I will speak to you soon. Thank you for speaking to Boxing Social. Thank you very much. See you soon, brother. Stay safe. Danny Flexen here for Seconds Out. Delighted to be joined once again for DeBella's Digest with the man himself, Lou DeBella. I believe this is our 40th. We've turned 40, just like Frank Warren's 40 years in the business this week. We're, we're a few days younger because we, we turned later. It's pretty crazy that it's our 40th week and the United States had more deaths yesterday from COVID than in, at any time during this 40 weeks. So it's sort of pretty crazy. Um, you know, things are getting really strange here. I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm working 16 hour days trying to get fighters activity and schedule stuff and more things are being canceled and scheduled. Um, you know, fighters are incredibly frustrated and whatever, but I, you know, we don't control a pandemic and I don't control the laws. So it's a, it's a bit of a rough time. I have to tell you, I had a lot of fun Saturday night watching that exhibition and that, uh, that 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 Tyson Jones show actually I found very entertaining. I know yeah. it, that's probably that's probably strange, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed the four hours of television. Um, I, I, did you watch it? I didn't. No, I mean I've seen clips of it since, but but that's exactly what I was planning to talk to you about today. So I'm glad you uh, introduced it early on in our chat. What what did you enjoy so much about it? I just thought the. The production was was brilliant in terms of like how well produced it was. I thought that they wove in the musical performances really well. Um, Snoop Dogg was hilarious on the commentary. I thought that the commentators had the whole event in the right spirit. I mean, there was no shilling. There was there was no making believe. I mean, that these were were uh, two Adonises in their prime. Um, you know, there were two legends getting in there and having some fun. Um, but you know what? There were, there were some eight-round fights that were highly competitive. There were some great musical performances. The commentary was, I thought, very entertaining. And the two guys in the ring was fine. I mean, it was what it was. I mean, I, didn't ex I had no expectations for it. But, I, but I'll tell you, I was thoroughly entertained. And I don't agree with Bob Arum or others that say that show had nothing to do with real boxing or regular boxing. 
And this is why I disagree. Jake Paul, Tyson, uh, Jones, uh, hip-hop in boxing shows, those aren't boxing's problems, but they may be symptomatic of some of our problems, that we're not adequately entertaining people with our product. And then when something's decent, and I mean decent, not the way it was 20, 25 years ago, where only the biggest fights were on pay-per-view, I mean decent. When something's decent, we expect people in the middle of the hardest economic times this world has gone through in years to ante up 80 bucks on this side of the pond, less on your side of the pond. But the product we're providing that people can watch on a regular basis without having to dip into their pocket hasn't been particularly entertaining. And the best aren't fighting the best. And everything's really fractionalized. And when I say this stuff, it's not to be destructive of our sport. It's because I love it. Like, I want to see it work. I want to see, you know, Jake Paul's exploiting the, the issues that boxing has. And, and, you know, frankly, like, I'd rather see Jake Paul in a competitive fight than watch a top boxer fight somebody that doesn't belong in the ring with him. Uh, Tyson Jones, we've seen more recently, got over a million uh, pay-per-view buyers, which is very impressive, even in a normal. Well, you wait, 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 you want you want you want to know why it's so impressive, Danny? But it's it's impressive, but it also raises another issue. And again, like I, I say these things, and then I have these assholes and trolls and fucking morons on social media telling me I'm <laughs> telling me I'm old or irrelevant or stuff. Might me off. Fuck you. I mean, you know what? Like. I, I've given my life to this sport. I know more about boxing and I've forgotten more about boxing than you know, you know, but when I say these things, it's not, it's not because I, the sour grapes or whatever, it's empirical. You know what I'm talking about? It just is. And, and, you know, when, when we, if you take the, the pay-per-views, the two pay-per-views that have already happened during the pandemic in the States and you add to it, whatever the performance is of Saturday night's fight. And you know, that I like as a fight. I like Spence and, 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 and uh, Garcia. I think it's a quality fight. I will be watching. Okay. But you could, you could add all the performance of all three of our, our legit quote unquote pay-per-views together and then double it and not match what was just done with the Tyson Jones show. Now, is that like, is it apples and oranges? A little bit. But it's also an indication that we're not doing enough to entertain people and let them and, and we're not doing enough to make people believe they're getting a bang for their buck. If you're going to, you know, I, I, and, I, and I think we got to do a better job as an industry and the product that's accessible to the most people, the product that's on any form of sort of free TV or cable TV where people aren't dipping in to their pocket on, pocket on a pay-per-view basis, that product's got to be better. There's got to be more competitiveness and there have to be more fights that involve you know, the best fighting the best. And when I say the best fighting the best, I'm not talking about the mega fights. I'm just talking about in particular divisions. Regular product, we're the best fighting the best. And 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 that, that product, our general quality of boxing should be available on all levels. You shouldn't have to go into your pocket for a big nut to get a competitive fight. You know, and, and, and you know, we and, and maybe the playing field's got to be evened out more. You know, I, I keep bitching and moaning and I probably sound like a broken record and I'm turning a lot of people up, but I don't really give a fuck. Um, 
you know, when you have these avenues and exclusive contracts, you know, more money's been spent in the last five years and in the last three years than ever before, probably in boxing and domestically in the United States. And if you have a brain or a pair of eyes or any degree of honesty, you're going to admit things haven't gotten better. Like the sport's not growing here and the quality of, of what's being offered isn't at its all time high. Things have gotten, frankly, less entertaining and worse. And, and that should cause people to ask a lot of good questions. And if it doesn't, that's on them, not on me. And if you want to call me names and tell me I'm old or irrelevant, go ahead. I don't give a fuck. So two, two questions. One, very brief. How much was uh, Tyson Jones in the U.S.? How much did you have to pay? Well, that's actually a pretty good point, too, Danny. It was forty nine ninety five, hmm. And we don't get pay-per-views of big shows any longer at forty nine ninety five. You know, the, the, it's closer to 100 now than it is to 50. And, and this was, you know, right under 50. I think that that was an intelligent marketing decision. I think that was an intelligent pricing decision. You know? The things that you enjoyed most about the show, you wouldn't have known in the build-up. Well, Danny, hold on one second. Hold on one second. I'm going to pull a Bob Arum right now. Yeah. Pat, you need to stop for five minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm on a Zoom call. Okay, All right. Sorry. There, uh, I have our, we have our handyman doing some work outside, and uh, he just turned on a blower, and I couldn't hear anything. So. Oh, right, okay. So I didn't scream, stop! Turn the fucking music off! I'm on the fucking phone! But but I I, I almost did. So. <laughs> did you ever see that tape with Bob? It was very funny. Yeah. Yeah, okay. He's another one who doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. Um, yeah, you talked about. The by the way, by the way, if I'm this way now at my age, <laughs> yeah, imagine in thirty years, in thirty years, where Aram is, I won't give a single fuck. Yeah. So I can't know. wait. We'll probably still be doing this. <laughs> we'll probably still. Yeah, be I, I, well, matches. we'll see. I, I don't believe me. He's got a lot more energy at his age than I, I think I would. And, and there is no way on God's earth that if I'm still breathing at 89, I'm going to be doing this. So I have like. At least when it comes to like uh, performance for his age and his his enthusiasm and stuff, Aram's a freak of nature. You know, I, I give him nothing but respect for uh, for still being, uh, you know, still doing this uh, at, at this point and seeming to enjoy it. The things you enjoyed most about Saturday's show, you wouldn't have known for certain that was going to be the case when you made your purchasing decision. So what was it that convinced you to part with your $50 to watch this show in the first place? Um, curiosity and, and look, I love Mike Tyson and I love Roy Jones. I mean, I've, I've like, they both, I've known them both forever and, 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 and it was curiosity. And, um, I also Triller has been doing these hip hop battles. Um, and I've watched a number of them, like where they've done like, uh, like legendary hip hop artists sort of battling each other kind of thing. And I was sort of like, I, I, I was thinking to myself, these people seem to get it. You know, they seem to get how to entertain people, particularly in these times. And, and I, you know, honestly, I've been somewhat impressed by Triller. So I wanted to see what this was going to be about. And, and, and what I was surprised by, again, it doesn't go to pure boxing. It just goes for bang for the buck and entertainment value. You know, you and I have discussed this a million times. I've always said I consider boxing to be a subset of the entertainment business. Oh. 
and 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 the whole thing is to to bring people what they think is bang for the buck and entertainment value. And I laughed a number of times during that show, and I sat there with a scotch and I grooved to some good hip hop. And I thought that I thought the musical performances were beautifully produced, even though that's got nothing to do with boxing. But but I was very entertained and I had fun. And here's the thing that I I see missing from boxing today, as opposed to boxing um, in the '90s and in the in the 2000s. Um, it's less fun now. It was more fun. And. Granted, we're in a pandemic. There aren't crowds there. You don't have that enthusiasm or whatever. But I'm talking about in a more global general sense. I don't think we have cards that are exciting from the beginning to the end. You know, I don't think that I think there's a lot of haters and there's so many factions. And like, I mean, I've never seen the sport. Honestly, 20 years ago, you didn't you didn't see people siding with fighters or deciding who they were going to root for based upon their promotional affiliations or their network affiliations. You never saw that shit. You just did it. And part of the reason you see it right now is because everything is so, you know, factionalized. And not only is it factionalized, but a lot of the, the broadcast journalists, commentators, they're not bad people. And, and a lot of them are friends but a lot of them have sold their souls. Like they're shilling and bias and complete, um, complete blinders to the realities of the sport. When you listen to different platforms and you listen to what's being presented. And, you know, I, I long for, I, I do miss HBO sports partially because I had something to do with them back when, um, but, but I also miss them because I miss the journalistic integrity of Lampley and Merchant and what you got on the air. And, and what I'm, what, the stuff I'm talking about, you don't only see it in the States, too. You know, you watch Sky Telecast and you see the same thing. And, and um, I, I just think it's, it's, you know, between the bad judging and the bad commentating and the biased sports writing and the, the 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 three separate avenues in the United States, and and the factionalization all over the world, the lack of of quality product on a regular basis, where people don't have to dip in their pockets. We just got a lot of issues, and we don't ever seem to resolve them or fix them. And then, you know, I'm not going to shut up because I don't really give a fuck what people think of me. But the idea that I'm being told to shut up when a lot of what I'm saying should be self-evident to anybody that loves the sport. Um, it's a little troubling to me, you know, because it doesn't make me think that things are likely to get much better. You know, I do think that, that our, our sport will see um, a, a, a rise to some degree, like everything else in the next six months, God willing, when we, we start getting out of this situation, I think you'll see a general better quality of fights. Um, but I don't think you're going to see the economic difficulties that boxing entities are now experiencing. I don't think you're going to see that change very much. And as a result of that, I think you'll continue to see too many matchups that aren't as good as they should be and too many decisions being made on a nickel and dime basis instead of on a basis of a long-term view that we have to, we have to, raise the general level of what we're doing.
you know. If, and this isn't going to happen, but if boxing did learn from what Tyson Jones presented us with last weekend and improved in the areas you've discussed, do you think there would still be a place for what Triller or... Sorry, Topolina just uh, going a little nuts. The workers are staring through the window. She's barking at them. She's going to attack uh, sorry. Man. Yeah, so I said if boxing were to improve in the ways we've discussed, if they were to respond positively to the Tyson Jones event, would there still be a place for those type of events, the ones Triller are producing? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think there would be because, look, I mean, Snoop Dogg, like they announced yesterday they're going to do a boxing series. Snoop Dogg's going to have a boxing series. Now, honestly, will I watch Snoop commentating on boxing? 100%. You know, and, 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 and it's entertainment. It's sports entertainment. So I think there'll always be a, a, a place if it's done well for that merger, that merger of, of, of sport and pure entertainment. So I, I, I think there's a place for it. But I tell you what, I think there'd be a lot fewer openings for the – and then there'll, there'll even be a place for, in, for internet influencers, whatever the fuck that means, because they have, they have shitloads of people that care about them. But you know what? If boxing did a better job of making people care about its athletes, then there'd be less of an opening for what some purists view as an intrusion into our sport. I don't quite see it the same way. I think I'm too jaded after 30 years. I'm way less of a purist than I, I used to be. Um, but But honestly, I think that a lot of these these seniors tour stuff and the old men calling out each other and the internet, internet influencers calling out each other. Those aren't boxing's problems. Boxing has loads of problems and the same problems we had 30 years ago and we never fixed them. That stuff's not our problem, but it may be symptomatic. It may be symptomatic of us letting other people into our turf because we aren't doing what we're supposed to do the right way. Brilliant. Well, that's a lot to think about for me and for everyone watching, but um, I agree. And I will be watching. I, I am really curious about the Spence fight. Uh, I think that Danny Garcia is an underrated talent. Um, if Spence rips through him, I'm going to give, it's going to say, it's going to say to me that, that, that Spence is just, a superior, you know, pound for pound kind of guy, and I and I and I have a feeling that that could happen. But I I, I wouldn't be surprised if some people are shocked that it's a real fight because I, I've never seen Danny Garcia not bring a real fight. Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Danny. I think he's a nice guy personally. I think he's underappreciated, and I think he's the pros pro. He may not do anything number one, but across the board, he's an excellent fighter. Well, we'll review um, Spence Garcia next week when we catch up, because that's one I'll definitely will. When we have week 41. Week then. 41. Get in. All right, my friend. I'll talk to you next week. Be well. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. 
Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. This is something that comes along every now and then in generation and it's special. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. It's the morning after. Sonny Edwards, Elfa Barrett, what a win for Mr. Lyndon Arthur last night. I'll start with you, Zelf. Great win, you know. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. This win meant more than my own wins. Even my last fight, like, because I know how hard it worked for this moment. And it, it, it's just hard. it's just, just a doubt, isn't it? Like, Yard's a good fighter, um, you know. Um, this is sport of boxing, you're the winners or losers, and you can draw. You know, Lyndon won, and it's just the relief of everyone who wanted Lyndon to get beat. He were, he, he was he was the champion, and he was, wasn't was made out to be the champion. You know what I mean? So, in the building, like, the um, the atmosphere wasn't how it should have been. He's the champion. So, it's like, it's like they just put Lyndon there just for, for him to get beat. So, when you come and you won, Everyone, everyone didn't want to look. Nobody wanted to look. Everyone was was eating humble pie, basically. Mm, and I was being loud because you know what it is like. Loud. That's yeah. why I was saying, son, you're gonna sign your own checks now, because now he's the boy. Don't get it twisted. Like, it's, it's boxing the jungle, man. Um, if the lion eats the other lion, it's over. And he gets all the bitches, don't you? Know, oh, yeah. They impregnate all the things. He's probably losing a few yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying is like, at the end of the day, it's like. I'm just so happy. I'm so so happy. Give him a big hug. Like even now, I'm just so I'm happy. It feels like I've just fought last night, and now I'm just happy for him, man. Everyone heard you in the arena. Everyone heard you on Teddy Sunny, so we know it meant a lot to you. Now, do you know what? My biggest thing about this whole whole build up to this fight here yeah, was was for me the lack of respect. Well, yeah, the lack of respect yeah, straight away. And I know he's just walking there, but the lack of respect, like. <laughs> If you look at the social medias, I'm not even going to name names, but if you look at these social media pages, you wouldn't even know Lyndon was fighting. There was one post about him, and then one post when he won. And then the interview was, oh, Yard, get Rob, got Rob. Nah, man. Like, what what, what pages? Champ, man. What pages? Uh, just the media pages that are there to promote the fight. I mean, come on. It's a like conflict of interest for me to start calling out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But what I'm saying is, try and find as many posts before about Lyndon, man. You can find about two. And about 30 of yards. And I understand it was the yard show, but that made Lyndon very dangerous. And you know what? It geared him a mentality where the only thing he considered that he needed to do was to win the fight. No matter how it did it. So he come out and threw 300 jabs, threw four right hands, and won the fight. Man okay, <laughs> said that? four right hands, and I didn't, didn't, didn't. <laughs> yeah. like that. Gets and, like and, that. And, and, and he didn't need to do anything else. Didn't need to do anything else. Do you know why? Because there was nothing that got changed until the last... Well, about a minute into the 12th round. Last round, yeah, yeah. He didn't do anything to change from that rhythm of stepping back and throwing a jab. Like, it was very quiet in there, as you can hear. But the reason why our little crowd... I know, I know Yard mentioned about he found it unfair that Lyndon had loads of, fight, uh, loads of fans. He didn't. He had the same amount of ticket allocation. And obviously, me being a Frank Warren fighter, I had access to me on a plus one. So there was five of us. <laughs> the massive crowd <laughs> that influenced the decision. There was five of us, yo. Um... But nah, and, and it's just, I think, in these small things, you have to pick the right people to come. That's, that's the important thing. Because obviously, Lyndon, he, 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 he didn't, he thought about the fight when he, when he found out about the tickets way before. He didn't think, all right, let me get Mumsy, let me get, you know, let me see 
He said, let me get the voices and the, the people that man. know what they're He's talking the about. They're the going to get on top. The hype man, yeah. The backing dancers. And that's what he was, man. And we got told in the third round. Right, who was I? We got told in the third round. Now listen. I got told in the third round to be quiet. Got told in the third round to be quiet by someone. In in, in, in in that side of things. Well, <laughs> it should be on both of their teams, but let's be real. Told to be quiet. Do you know what I turned around and said? But you're not telling quiet lines in the camp to be quiet over there. And I ain't being quiet. I ain't being quiet. And I got louder. From that round, he didn't say it again. Lyndon. But they were angry, man. They were angry, man. Zelfish just walked in the room and said that um, that victory for yourself last night means more to any victory for him in his career. That, that says something, doesn't it? Yeah, man. It's a big victory. Big victory, and no one's gonna play it down. Nobody. Take your mask off, man. Not at all. I'm taking my mask off. I'm not told what to do. I'm a champion, man, okay? <laughs> got two belts. Right. <laughs> Have you joined the two belts? Got two yeah, belts, yeah, man. Yeah, mine, mine, mine. Anyone else in the seven belt? God. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, it was, it was a good fight, and you know what? I wasn't even. like, My arm's been fucked for weeks. No, right arm. It's been mashed for weeks. I wasn't even gonna say anything, but considering he's saying he got robbed and all that, and I watched the fight back, I thought it was close. When I watched it back, I, 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 it was the rounds that were close. I, I won easily, but it was close, but I won them easily. And like Sonny said, he, 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 what did he catch me with? What if, if par par the last round? He caught me with two right hands, maybe three. I caught him with two, three, maybe. Everything was just shot. Three, four right hands myself. So and a left hook, and, a, and if you want to count. Power punches I got landed. So we don't, you know. I, I won the fight. I won the fight. Lyndon, there were people tweeting last night that something happened in the change room with your hand. So yeah, it did. But that got put on camera. And I didn't know. I wasn't aware of that. I wasn't aware of that. But someone like but Tommy told me and said he he noticed because I went to a point to pad and then I said nah and I whispered something to pad but everyone got onto it. Like a few people got onto it on Twitter and that. So like, I'm, I'm not lying. I didn't know the camera was there. I mean, so. And you came out through one punch for, <laughs> for 12 rounds. <laughs> Cold, man, that's what you need. Make the fight. If you, if you can win that way, that's the way to win because in the setup that he was in, in the as the away fighter, as the champion on his own promoter show, like, he just needed to win to get what to get what he needed to do and he did that. And I thought he won clear. I did nine rounds to three. It, it was just the fact of how he was not made to be the champion. That's why I'm more buzzing because... You know what? When I was there, I just... It wasn't even the fact he was, was made to be a champion. He was made to be an, an opponent. opponent. Yeah, There was yeah. no promotion of, yo, if if Lyndon wins this, what are we going to do from there? They were just talking about what Yard's got next, this, that, and the other. Um, even what pissed me off. talking about Yard and Bawatsi. Yeah, Yard Bawatsi. Yard Bawatsi, in talks for making that. That's why, like, yeah. I'm not like... I'm, like, I'm just, like I'm just everyone's face. Everyone's face was sour. I was loud saying, yeah. I shouted, you're signing your own checks now, son. Because at the end of the day, every single person's face in that building was sour. Apart from us, I was looking around, and there were two feet calls at the back when Yard was throwing punches in the last round. I turned around and thought, oh, oh, so so, so you're sour too. And no, nobody didn't want to speak. After the fight, nobody didn't want to speak. Everyone was upset. You know, I've got and I was happy. Yeah. I was so happy because I think, wow, my man's the champion. He's the champion. Like, they tried to mess man's music up. Dude, just loads where I was getting mad thinking, nah, this is this is this is like a liability. Like the whole camp had to hold it. The yeah. whole camp was. Li- li- this is what annoyed me, yeah, from the outside looking in, yeah. He had his first headline show against Dex Bowman in what July. Why on the Thursday, yeah, 
of his fight, probably the biggest fight of his career to that point, have they got his next opponent on the press conference? And when they ask him who's going to win out of Dex Bowman and think the fight he's there to build, as well as himself, why has he turned around fixing his face saying, Anthony Yard? And then, and then pre-fight interview, dismissing, dismissing, saying, all he's got is a jab, I've got the right hand, left hook, uppercut, bowler, all these things. And he didn't use none of it, man. And it just got me mad. And you know what, I've got a lot of respect for the teams. I like Tunday. And I like, yo, but they're deluded, yo, to a certain degree. Like, was that not? Bear man was in a very quiet setting. Was that not the quietest we've heard that corner? Every single fight, every single press conference, every single um, media day, workout, public workout, we've got to endure. Lies in the camp. Lies in the camp. Shouting all the time. And then the one fight that's not going their way, they want to be getting fucking people from Frank Warren to send up to the thing, telling us to be quiet. Nah, man, it's not happening. It's not happening. You have to hold it. You have to hold that 12 rounds of roasting. Had to. And that's not because I, I, don't, I don't rate him or respect him as a fighter, but the one off camera there is my broski, yo. Mm. So it is mm. different. And, and personally, I thought that advantage was an advantage that we helped him. And him picking his, what he said in the thing, I think his niece and his, his mum or his sister, I can't remember what he said. That's on you. You picked some people that had kittens in the camp. You didn't pick your, where's your big bolo voices that you normally have that's enduring you want? And then to complain, oh, he had big fans. He had five people. Just pick the right people to come. We come on, we, we, all it was, we were just vocal, you know what I mean? And, and because hated it, man. It's my brother, man. When it's all said and done, the guy's my brother. We've been, we've been through it before boxing, I mean, and we're doing it in boxing, you know what I mean? So, like, I, I respect Yard, he's, still a, he's a good fighter just because he's been beat. But, you know, when it comes down to bloodline, of course I'm going to back my boy. Come back and back your boy. So, it is what it is. So, that's why I'm saying, like, I was just upset inside when I thought, wow. Nobody actually wanted him to win. Yeah. Nobody was happy that he won. No. Like it weren't, they weren't no like, yo, you know what, done your thing or it was just like he won and brushed off. Like this is the biggest moment of his career. And then and then and then all it was was oh rematch, rematch. Like rematch. big this is the biggest moment no, of his man. career. Like when he won, let let him have his minutes, let him have his ten minutes of you know what, this that the other did it was like Because they've oh, had their time. You know, been having I mean? their time in the spot. So like so this is why I was just annoyed and I'm happy deeply because I'm thinking ha everyone in that face Everyone in that place, the face was humble. They know what they didn't want to look up. Nobody didn't want to do anything. You know what I mean? And because I wasn't backstage, I don't know what the situation mm -hmm. was backstage. But they're lucky I wasn't backstage because I would have been shouting, whatever, hugging. Because obviously, his biggest fight of his career, and he's getting treated like a like like he's just won a six rounder. Like he's just coming up. My man just my man just basically top BT sport. You know he's done he's done a lot of what people couldn't do. One of the biggest do, domestic fights you know in the year I mean, as well. One of the about for, two, for time. Two, three, two, and two, two and three of the best light. One of the biggest pro fighters in the fight. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it was just, I was just vexed. I was angry inside. And when he won, I just thought, ha. Everyone, ha. No one didn't want to look. Nobody didn't want to speak. Everyone got off. Everyone took the tails in and got off. And I thought, ha. But you know what? So they all did that, yeah? And you know what? Their camp is probably going to sit there thinking, you know what? It's out of order the way we've been treated, yeah? But just the, 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 the level of respect, respect that gets patterned the whole time. Like, they just ride dis disregarding Lyndon the whole way, even after the fight. See when you win in your win fights, you don't even need to do anything. Oh, just, just let the man them win. <laughs> <laughs> continue. Just continue. <laughs> you know what? No, no, like in, in, in a, on a serious level, just to like on, finish on my side of things. Yeah, like me, Zully, and and Lyndon been close for years. Me and Lyndon on on GB since what eighteen, nineteen, and 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 Zelf have been friends through that. Yeah, I was the backing dancer there still. But DC this year, like we've rather gone through a lot. All three of us, all of us, man. separate thing, big separate things. All, all three of us had hard hard things and. We've all ended up, obviously, Zelf had his comeback, or oh, his first fight with, with, with Eddie, come back strong with a knockout. I did my thing against the Sombra, now 
Lindsay just got the win against Yard. Like, we were in a great place with our little squad, yo. And then that's why when you see us at each other's fights going crazy, it's not a disrespect to the other other team, but, yo, we, we just want our, our fighters to do well and, and beat everyone else. And then, then they, that's what we keep doing. Mm-hmm. Good to hear. Lyndon, I will ask you about um, the rematch situation because last night you told me there's a, there was a clause in the contract. What is your understanding this morning? I, I don't know. Maybe. It, it might be, it might not be. I don't, I, I don't know. Something else to talk about. Okay. Talk about when you did watch the fight back, you told me last night you did think it was close. Watching it back, how did you assess it? I don't think it was close, no. Okay. Well, well, when, uh, at least minimum four rounds for one bird. Minimum. Wasn't one, wasn't two. Mm-hmm. Definitely wasn't. Like, like I said a minute ago, I don't. Like, the fight wasn't a fight of many punches thrown. There was not a lot of right hands thrown. Because so, so him saying he hit me with right hands, this and that. He, the only time he did that hit me with more than one right hand was in the in the last round, where openly admitted he hit me to the body. But I took it. You know, and, and he didn't finish me. It was a great finish. And he didn't finish me. He couldn't finish me. I was hurt. He didn't hit me to the head though. I was my breath was gone. But yeah, apart from that that round, and maybe one or two other rounds. What, what, what was going on in the fight for him to say he absolutely, he absolutely, it was a robbery? The, the fact is, yeah, he was really struggling to close the distance. That's the fact. When you actually really watch it, he was struggling to close the distance. Shot point-wise, some of the rounds were close. But when you're getting clear out jabbed with clear shots that also make you look silly, that was the problem for the scorecards. That was the problem. And they shouldn't have been as close as they were. And we sat next to Ian John Lewis on that breakfast table there. there. And that was the worst scorecard I've seen in a long time. And a lot of people have got under that. That was terrible. 117, 111. That was disgusting. And then, then two, 150, 100. I had it 117, I had it like around three. We've done six rounds. There were two judges that got, it, got me up one. Yeah, and everybody else, or the majority of people, are saying that I won by far. You see, it doesn't even make sense. And, and he's the one screaming robbery, and everyone's laughing, saying, yo, you're deluded, that's it. And it's not even like a disrespectful thing. Like, someone said, I think it was um, Andy Clark. In order for the yard to move on from this, there's two things that are important. He needs to understand why he lost and how he lost. And that he lost. And I don't think he's doing any of them things. So if he genuinely thinks, I just got robbed, the world's against me, he's deluded because yo, everything was set up there for him to win. Everything. Absolutely everything. Look at the scorecard, man. Come on. All he had to do was get another 10-10 round or, or, or put him down once in that 10th round. He would have won the fight. That's what they were setting up for. It just didn't happen. Well, listen, this is Lyndon's moment anyway. So he's retained his Commonwealth title. He's onto a massive... 2021. Do you want to leave us with a final word, you two? Nah, I just want to say a big well done to know, Lyndon, man. I'm just embracing that he won and let it be known that he won. Um, fighting and boxing is a hard sport and he's dedicated most of his life to boxing. So when you get a win, a victory needs to be a victory. You know what I mean? It needs to be like, yeah, man. You, that little pat on the back, like, mm. even if it just lasts for a day, it, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't be excused. Like, oh, I just won because nobody wants seeing the hard work, the dedication. The, the days where it's hard, um, you're not feeling too well mentally because of whatever going on in your life. No one doesn't see that. All people see is you win, you lose, you draw. And so, comment on it. Exactly. So I'm just happy that he's won. You know, like I can say he's my brother. And I'm just, I'm just, I was just annoyed that he didn't get shown that he won. You know what I mean? He just and got still, even after the they tried to rematch and robbery, that's what they, the they let, 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 When it's your birthday, man, let, the, let it be your birthday. You know what I mean? Let him blow his own candles out. No one can't be blowing man's candles out. Because I'll be back, man. I'm like, yo, we like them. We like them. So, you know what? So, I'm just happy. That's why I'm putting posts up and I'm genuinely happy for him, man. Not even like, like I said, I'm more happy for him when I, like, 
I feel like I've won. I woke up this morning like I won. Try to feel like if I'm sore from yeah. the fight, because I swear, like, <laughs> I'm buzzing. I'm so happy. Because now, like, he's signing his own checks now. We're untouchable. You know what I mean? We're, 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 in, we're in the group of the untouchables now. Lyndon's getting like out of the hood. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in the <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm the man. He's the man. He's the man. We all work hard. So now, like, imagine on a group of friends like us. We're all got the same vision. We all do the same thing in the gym, and you know, we're fortunate to have each other like that. So and we've got a good bunch outside of that, man. Like, yeah. like, like Lyndon said in his post for interview, a lot of people ate off that result. A lot of people, you know, <laughs> a lot. Of people you know what I mean? So I'm just happy. I'm just happy for everything. That the outcome, you know, happy for me, Uncle Pat. You know, Shout out, Pat. putting up with. Mr. Stubborn here, you know, <laughs> flipping, done what he had to do, man. Like, that just shows a great coach. Great coach, great coaching skills, you know. In boxing, it's about, they say it's the fighter v. fighter, it's the coach v. coach. Mm-hmm. That's what it's really about, you know. And not a chance these guys are going to outskill my Uncle Pat. My Uncle Pat's been, been doing boxing before I was even born. He's been a champion, been at the top of the game. Think, think a man who's not had experience like my Uncle Pat is going to beat him. Are you mad? You know what I mean? Like my man Pat's one of the best coaches, like around. What people need to forget is, people just get fighters and train them. Pat, Pat's been Pat's put me in and in the oven. He's made us, you know what I mean, and put the icing on the cake. He, he, he's he's had us from the beginning. A great coach is a coach that has a fighter from young. It's about time consuming. Like you gotta have time to be a great coach. I'm not saying other coaches are not good because they've not had fighters from young. You know what I mean? But credit where credit's due. My uncle Pat's had me in and in from young. And it nurtures to, to where we are now. Not, who's done that today? But who's doing that now? There's not many fight coaches that I've had fighters from. Young, what, six, seven, eight, nine? And then brought them up to where we are now. Look at him, Commonwealth champion, WO, whatever, champion. Nah, no disrespect to <laughs> whatever that was. Whatever that was. <laughs> MIBF, Intercontinental, Commonwealth champion. We've come a long way. So my uncle Pat needs the credit for that. But more, more than he needs the credit for that, you know. The time, it's just the time comes soon, so I'm just happy. I'm I'm so happy. I'll, I'll go home and just do my run and just think about Lyndon's win. Yeah, shout out to Pat and Wayne. Lyndon, to the ones that did support you last night, tuned in, etc. And we're backing you. Just uh, I'll leave the last word with you before we go. Oh, shit, man. Thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for everyone's support. Thank you for all the messages that I've been getting. Is, is, is untold amounts. And thank you to my sponsors, as always, and, and to Pat as well and to Tommy and to to little Frankie McDonough, Ben Mulligan, everyone that helped me, the sparring partners, it's everyone man. It's a it's a good a proud moment like these men were saying. Lyndon Arthur, well done on last night. Thank you very much song to IFL TV and wish you a nice Christmas and a massive twenty twenty one, alright? Top man. Cheers Sonny, cheers Elf. Yeah yeah. This is something that comes along every now and then in generation and it's special. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt.